0: for listening to the 365 Amazing Women podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Visit 365amazingwomen.com.
1: Hello and welcome to episode three of the 365 Amazing Women podcast. I'm Adam Ditchburn. Sorry, I'm a little late with getting this episode uploaded. It's been a busy few weeks, but hopefully my schedule is now back on track. Today's show is the second of a sort of Hull trilogy. Last time, I spoke with Elaine Bell, a sexual health project worker in the city. Next time, I'll be chatting with Graham Jenkinson, managing director of Hull-based marketing and design company, Jenko. Today's episode features a conversation with a Hull-based Young People's counsellor. Emma Wilkinson She is a multi-talented person who I've had the honour of knowing for a number of years In fact, she was one of the people who trained me when I began volunteering with a local charity, Corner House formerly AIDS Action when I was 14 So it was wonderful to reconnect with her and chat about two amazing women This conversation was recorded outside so I apologise for any background noise Let's call it added ambience instead So imagine yourself sitting in the sun outside a coffee shop in Hull's Queen Victoria Square and listen to our conversation.
0: I'm Emma. I um, have lived in Hull most of my life. I'm really proud of it and I work at a young people's community resource centre called The Warren and I'm a counsellor there working with um, people aged between
1: 10 and 25. We're here today to talk about two women who inspire you, two amazing women, and the good thing about today is I don't actually know who either of the people you're going to talk about are, so I'm quite intrigued to find out.
0: Okay, well, it's been a, it's been a difficult decision, and the person I first I thought about immediately was Martina Navratilova, um, because I think she's an amazing woman and has had a pretty amazing life. And then the second one was more difficult because I wanted to do my partner, but she's just quite self-effacing and wouldn't like that amount of attention. So the, the personal one's more difficult. So I'm going to do two famous ones.
1: Okay. And the second one would
0: be Ellen DeGeneres.
1: Okay, brilliant. So both
0: modern women, both lesbians. Maybe that's the maybe that's the important bit. But both have had quite a interesting experience of the world
1: yeah 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 fantastic so is there one that you'd prefer to start with or uh, I'll you start
0: with Martina
1: so all right I know who Martina Navratilova is yeah I struggle saying her name but I know who she is but I don't know that much about her other than you know what she's kind of famous for doing I don't know much about her life so are you able to sort of explain a little bit about it well
0: I guess what most people know about Martina is that she's Probably the world's greatest female tennis player, and has won, I think, 177 major titles, and won Wimbledon at the age of 21, having defected from Czechoslovakia, um, because at that time Czechoslovakia was being was part of a communist regime, and um, for her to be able to play tennis, she had to um, get out of that out of that system so yeah so she was defected to the usa when she was 18 years old and that enabled her to play to, to play tennis she used to play tennis in czechoslovakia she was coming she was going to come and play in the us open and the authorities wouldn't give her a, 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 um, permission to travel outside the country so she appeals to the women the world tennis association i think and they got behind her and uh, that meant that she could go okay. to the usa to play in the us open but her family had to stay behind wow. and she got to the usa Played the tournament and then um, sought political asylum in America, and then she could never go back to Czechoslovakia. And I think she um, eventually she became a U.S. citizen, but I think she also has Czech Republic citizenship as well these days. Um, And obviously her family were left in Czechoslovakia and had to, you know, when when I think about her winning Wimbledon for the first time, aged 18, and her family weren't able to be there to support her and how emotional that must have been for her and when you hear her speak about it she gets emotional Um, and you think oh that must have been really sad but actually she's feeling angry about that about how communism prevented her family from prevented her family from taking part in her joy yeah um and she talks about it very movingly um so yeah and i don't think she saw her mother for four years and that was, I can't imagine what that must have been like. But I can remember being, I think she won Wimbledon in, I think it was 78. I might have to check my notes. Okay. I might be wrong. It might be 78. And I can remember I was 13. And just, I can remember, I can remember seeing her winning so clearly. And what she, she was wearing, that dress with the funny collars. and just Did you what, play
1: tennis or were I, you I did, just a fan? I
0: played tennis a bit at school. I wasn't very good, but I... I used to play, and you know, I used to remember playing against the garbage door. And I thought, I suppose that, I suppose in Hull at thirteen, you don't really think that you could become a no. tennis player. No. You're just doing it for a goof, really. But I played for school um, briefly. I wasn't very good, um, but there wasn't ever an option to do it as yeah. a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I really, I really liked it. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I can, you know around that area of Jimmy Connors and Bjorn Borg and Martina John McEnroe it's really it's a really an exciting time I think yeah. for tennis and, maybe, and you know I can remember Bjorn Borg as well really clearly but we're not talking about him no no <laughs>
1: but I mean you know it's that period isn't it and I think like just just kind of brushing on some of what you've said with like the, the kind of late 70s early 80s period it, in places in um, just the, just the change of geography in Europe mm. since then, that Czechoslovakia isn't there as like one one yeah. country now. You know, no, and just how much the world has changed just in that relatively short time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what about what about her, like as as a person? So that's kind of her achievement. Mm. But...
0: I think she seems like the kind of woman who's just really honest, and uh, and, and I I'd, I'd like to talk to her about her. About that, because I guess for um, the first part of her career, she was told not to be openly lesbian, and so she kind of em- by, by her yeah. like her
1: team, her coach, is yeah, kind
0: of yeah, by the by the world tennis okay. thing, I think. Um, well, it wasn't a good idea because there would just been some scandal with Billie Jean King, Right. Um, and so they didn't want. Any more scandal I yeah. suppose so they told us to keep it quiet and that, I imagine that was incredibly difficult yeah. um, because I imagine you know she talks about that everybody kn- everybody knew she was a gay woman but that it couldn't be a public thing and yeah. how that must have been for her living a living kind of that kind of life um, and then obviously she eventually came out or she was outed actually somebody right. outed her um, and to have that happen against when you're not prepared. When you're not
1: almost allowed yeah. to kind of do yeah. it, I guess.
0: She was very targeted about her sexuality, I suppose. And I guess for to, to, to carry on and, you know, I don't know whether she lost sponsorship or things like that or, you know, people pulled their funding for her, I yeah. don't know. But um, to take a risk like that I think
1: Yeah.
0: fantastic. And, yeah. and to then carry on. And get better yeah. and become better at your sports, yeah, yeah. despite all of those yeah. things going on around you and the press, you know, vilifying you all the time. And just to, I suppose, sports personalities have a particular mindset, don't I think they? they have that, to, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. guess maybe that helped that yeah. you, that she has that ability to focus on the competition or yeah. the result or the goal rather than to get caught up in the... It's almost
1: like a distraction, isn't it, that the goal is to kind of, the the wins and losses record, you know, and that's the, and the championship, so...
0: Yeah, and maybe that helped her, Yeah. who knows, Um, but yeah, and I like this. you know, she does a lot of stuff for um, the world in terms of what she says and speaks about, and, and she had breast cancer recently, and she's talked about that openly, and I think she's... I think it must be hard as well to be a tennis player i mean to be a sports person or have any career and then for it to suddenly have to yeah look, what, what do i do now yeah
1: because um, the, yeah, yeah there's no kind of people that are still well there are but it's, it's yeah. harder to have a top level career in sport in the way it is in some other careers i suppose yeah. um yeah, yeah. you know things like um actors can go on there's always going to be a role i mean it gets harder i think but there's always going to be something to get your teeth into whereas for sports people i guess it really is uh, yeah. um A limited run
0: although she did have 40 decades four decades yeah yeah yeah. so it's quite a long career four decades she's still
1: involved in tennis in some way now
0: i think so yeah she says she tours the world for maybe six months of the year and i guess that maybe talking at stuff or supporting other things or maybe doing like you know you see people do shows don't they tennis shows and stuff but i think her last tournament was just before her 50th birthday so i think she's coming up to 60 now okay
1: I, I never realized just how much because like I say, I, I know her name, I know she's, I knew what she did, but kind of I didn't realize the personal upheaval she'd sort of had, and mm. not just in a personal life but also in a career just not mm. being able to play for her own
0: yeah.
1: country you know that's quite yeah quite sad yeah
0: um, and I, and I, I was um, reading actually this morning if I can just get this get my thoughts together there was she. When she applied for American citizenship, she hadn't come out right. because they said to her that that would affect her ability to become an American citizen because wow. she was seen as a non-wanted person. And that's in the 70s? Yeah, well, eight, 19, eight, in the eight, early eight. 80s, oh I think, gosh, she, yeah. she did that, yeah. Can you believe that? That's just mad. I mean, obviously, things have changed. And well, yeah, they've yeah now of course got, you know, have, but... You can get married in most of, well, you know, you can get married legally, but I, I guess... That's another story. But I
1: think that, that is really amazing. I, I do think that's why it's important to talk about people like Martina because it's um, it isn't that long ago. Do you know? What I mean, it, you can joke and say it is, but in the big scheme of things, it's mm. not. And in, in terms of um, you know, well, not just sexuality, but all kinds of um, minorities and, and so on. It the, the world really ha- there's still a long way to go, but it has come yeah. so so far. Yeah, yeah. It's quite inspiring to sort of. Um, and it's because of people like her, I guess, isn't it, who, who have um, carried on despite whatever's going on around them.
0: Yeah, just that like determination to knowing what she's doing is the right thing. Thanks for listening to the 365 Amazing Women podcast. That's more in a minute. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Visit 365amazingwomen.com
1: so now we're going to chat a little about Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Whose name I think I'm. Uh, it's, you picked people with names that I'm um, rubbish at saying. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Um, I love Ellen. I Ooh. think she's um, amazing, and I'm really intrigued to find out Ooh. what what you've got to say about her.
0: I suppose I suppose I picked her because, as a as a lesbian myself, I can't imagine having a situation in my life where I've come out and then suddenly I don't work for three years um, because of my sexuality. And that's what happened to Ellen. So she came out on her on her sitcom yeah. called Ellen. She came out in the... It ran for four years and the, it, it was cancelled in the last year. Uh, and she'd come out as a lesbian on the show in... A, in the third season I and think. they kind
1: of did it in the storyline didn't yeah, they yeah yeah.
0: so she came out in real life and she came out in the storyline at the same time both to opera Winfrey yeah and so the season after that ran but then her advertisers um, pulled their funding um, and ABC who was the channel that ran Ellen um, got a bit uncomfortable about it all so, so that show stopped and I you know, I can't imagine what that must have been like to, to take such a huge risk and it, and it to just end up with you not able, not having a, not having a yeah. show, not having a job for three years, not working for three years um, and then wondering what on earth, whether it was the right thing to do and of course it absolutely was the right yeah. thing to do. So I guess I picked her because I really admired that kind of get, you know, you, you, how she's managed to find her way through that and become one of the most powerful women in the world I mean her comedy is certainly the thing that got her back on her feet I suppose because I think she was doing stand-up again and she got picked to do to present the Emmys Mm -hmm. after 9-11 and there there was some debate about whether they should have the Emmys after 9-11 whether it was insensitive or they should cancel it for that year and and they, they went ahead with it and Ellen presented it and they, they were so impressed with the job she did, so she handled it really sensitively, um, that that was, the, that was the moment that she kind of regained her place.
1: Do you think her, um, <clears throat> her coming out so publicly, despite the sort of um, temporary negative effects it had on her her career, do you think that has made a difference as to how people feel about coming out themselves today?
0: think so but i think the world's a different place too and it's only the, eight, the yeah. eight it's only in the 90s wasn't it that that happened i think it was 97, 97 something like I that
1: think,
0: yeah yeah so i what's that 20 years ago yeah and i can remember watching Ellen. i loved it um and just being in total you know jaw dropping oh my god kind of thing um it was such an amazing piece of tv history i think the first time ever somebody's done that you know and i think about martina and ellen who both came out under particular circumstances and maybe didn't have an easy time that that feels like they paved the way in some ways and we owe we owe them a lot and she's so full of joy
1: yeah
0: you know i love that she's she she's always got a she's so generous and she's just full of joy yeah and then, and I know that last year that she was uh, the, the, one of the last things Barack Obama did was give her the presidential yeah, the award yeah, yeah what's yeah. It, a presidential medal of freedom
1: I think it was really good that he did that that was one of his last things because I mean you know his his presidency had such significance
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then it, I don't know it just had that kind
0: of and his words were just yeah. amazing. yeah really moving
1: thanks for listening and once again apologies for the background noise I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation my thanks go to Emma Wilkinson for taking the time to chat with me. Emma is currently putting together a photographic exhibition titled A Moment in Time which looked at LGBT plus life in Hull both before and after the partial decriminalization of homosexuality in 1967. The exhibition is part of Pride in Hull and opens on the 22nd of July and runs through to the 29th of July. For 2017 As City of Culture, Hull will host the first UK Pride. Pride in Hull takes place on the 22nd of July. For more information about this event, visit prideinhull.co.uk.